four, three, two, rewind. Rise of the Fallen, MMO Quests Pantheon. Once again, time to pledge. Very excited. We're here to talk. Let's get this party to share your thoughts. Co-host Derek. Weekly Adventures. Co-host Desiree. We're almost professional. Full disclosure. <laughs> uh, dangerous combination. Creating content and optimizations. Got a lore video coming. Cannot wait. Which is all about drone fast and some sort of a cake. Mail on a Sunday. News and notes. Schedule for this week. Hot cocoa. All these people supports the show. Adventuring party. Uh, are you ready? Let's go. Let me take a deep breath. Hello, brave adventurers, and welcome to episode 135 of the Pantheon Plus Rewind our weekly podcast that covers the development and community of Pantheon Rise of the Fallen. This week, as you'd expect, we're talking about the January newsletter, shining a brief community spotlight, and ending with some community source fanfiction. Buckle up, kids. We're going for a speed run this week. Hold on to your shorts as me, Desrin, and my speedy co-host, Theric, drive you to the finish line in this week's Rewind. Yeah, uh, as as I indicate, we're kind of blasting through this one, <laughs> so you know, maybe for once, <laughs> yeah. uh, for once, our listeners can expect a slightly faster rewind. Uh, maybe get to their lunch a little faster. Well, it's ironic because you say speedy, but I was actually late getting here to record because traffic was a nightmare on the way home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because people forget how to drive when it gets below a certain temperature here. So even in Canada, I wasn't speedy. I was that's crazy. Even in Canada, doesn't matter. You, I could live in Alaska and in the Arctic Circle. It would still be people would drive their sleds horribly. <laughs> the <colder laughs> yeah, the, the uh, mushing. They're like mushing all over the place with the <laughs> dogs going wild, and it would just be all a mess, big mess. Yes, absolutely. But, but let's get yeah, to you it. You know who's not a mess, Theric? <laughs> Ooh. That's our adventuring party. So <laughs> we've got Ziplocs on the Dark Mer Rogue, Sparrow on the Elf Ranger, Bounty Code on the Human Wizard, Screech on the Scar Bard, WikiWoo on the Human Enchanter, Shuriken on the Dwarf Cleric, Horsosaurus on the Human Warrior, Churrodude on the Halfling Direlord, Fury Wrath on the Archive Summoner, Paveho on the Gnome Wizard, Asera Avienda on the Elf Ranger, Galarain Moonsong also on the Elf Ranger, and Annoying Llama on the Human Monk. You know, we are in a rush, but I'm never going to skip us saying thanks for everyone uh, that is on our adventuring party and supports the show and watches the show. Um, you guys are pretty awesome. And uh, if you would like to jump onto this bandwagon, uh, join the adventuring party, you can check out our Patreon that we always, you know, link. Uh, down below. Um, Or if you'd like to be on the scrolling banner that uh, goes across uh, the video of the show, uh, you can leave a super chat during the premiere or a super thanks in the comments uh, if you aren't able to make the premiere. Um, But yeah, Uh, I'm I'm not going to skip this. (laughs) So no, 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 you can't, you can't, you can't skip this part. It's, it's mandatory. That's (laughs) right. That's right. But um, maybe we should uh, definitely blaze into this next section because it's gonna it's gonna be hard to 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 go fast through the the meat of the the show, right? So we're, we're not gonna. You got to you chew hand. your meat. Yeah, we got to chew our meat. Yeah. So let, let's let's start chewing. This week in Visionary Realms news and notes. All right. So it is newsletter week. And as always, newsletter week uh, brings us lots of information to go through. Um, That uh, newsletter uh, dropped a couple days ago on Thursday, January 26th. And uh, let's uh, go through it. Now, we always start with usually the calendar, but I'm going to switch it up a little bit this time. And we're going to start with the roadmap, because I feel like that's the centerpiece of the newsletter every week or every month, I should say. Uh, So we're going to look at the items on the on the roadmap that are updated and uh, have more information. 
Now, the first things that are actually marked as updated, the uh, the update's a little, um, you have to look, squint a little bit to see the update, perhaps. <laughs> um, the first one is classes in combat. And they said that it's been updated with ongoing balance passes and ability kit adjustments for the currently available classes, which is exactly well, it what said, it like, said. said like the last several last months, month. right? Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it, it is yeah, ongoing. ongoing. Yeah, ongoing as in they're probably going to be doing this, you know, until launch. <laughs> so... So they probably get a, like a, a freebie on this item on the road on this one every month, right? Yeah. <laughs> same thing for the network overhaul, although it's a little, little bit more substantial. Um, it's the same key points talking about post vinyl functionality and all that. Um, and so the the items are the same, but you know, does you notice there is slight, one important difference? Slight on this difference one. is that uh, last month they said they are beginning work on the seamless zoning. Um, and they have completed it now. So uh, that is at least different. But the last three, the uh, NPC pathfinding across zones, local weather profiles, and dynamic entity spawning systems, uh, those are still kind of next. Uh, so we'll, we'll hopefully see those started maybe next month, uh, I, I would I would hope. Um, oh, yeah. and also, uh, just kind of may as well wrap all this into one, but there was some stuff in the climbing improvements and uh, the improved starting experience sections that were the same as last month as well, like literally the, the same text. Uh, it's just kind of something they might want to maybe switch up a little bit or at least rephrase if there's kind of nothing new to report because, uh, right. or, or take away the updated thing, you know, because it's like, <laughs> uh, you know, we're still going. I know. Well, it, I know, like that's what I'm saying. It leads to a little bit of a confusion. It's like, well, is it updated or is it, did you just forget to update it? Like it's not exactly clear. Um, so yeah, maybe just a little clarification there uh, is needed. But on a brighter note, there are some categories here that are very substantial in their updates. The first one being crafting and gathering. Uh, so this is a big one. They said implemented support for group members to cooperatively gather from a node. Dude. <laughs> I know you love group gathering. I mean, I we're gonna we're gonna start with the V word right off the bat, you know. I, Vanguard, man, it's just it was such yeah. a such a nostalgic thing uh, to go group harvesting with the guild in, in Vanguard. So I am just ecstatic that this is kind of something that just, you know, took us from left field, right? Uh, it, it, it's really exciting. Uh, Nafel kind of did tease it a little bit on Twitter uh, for anyone mm -hmm. um, that follows him. Yep. Uh, he kind of was like, hey, so <laughs> what do you guys think of group gathering? <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you should definitely be following every single dev for VR individually on Twitter. Because Admittedly, like, don't expect, you know, a bunch of stuff, but every once in a while. I, you know, and I side note here, but I love JN's tweets because they're <laughs> yes. always very cryptic and very, like, mysterious in their nature. Not like Nefeli. I mean, says, you know, what he's talking about. But with JN, it's very like, this is something you might be thinking about. <laughs> it's like, it's kind Maybe. of interesting. Or it might just be something completely unrelated. That's... That's could be. I, I just I have to like kind of uh, throw that in there because people get a little a little crazy um, on developers' personal, <laughs> you know, social media stuff. So I, I always want to encourage people to realize that they're people, you know. So um, there's Desrin reining us in, telling yeah, us to keep our I know, I know. keep our heads in check. <laughs> the next part on the roadmap that was in this category, it says implemented dedicated combat processor events for gathering. I don't even know where to start. What with a that. weird way to, to phrase start. that, right? Like, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm super curious to know what, what exactly they're trying to say here. Um, 
Because, like, is it, you know, interacting with a node uses the combat system? Like, I, so, like, not, not it's to... It's got to be something like yeah, that. Yeah, it, just not... I, I realized, like, we should probably try to, you know, pick this apart a little bit for the audience, right? So, not meaning, like, you're fighting the node, um, I don't think, but more just that if you think about all of the core things that a combat system can do, it sounds like they will have those options with the node harvesting system. So, and that, that opens up a right. lot of possibilities, right? Like if yeah. you could think of just about anything. Uh. <laughs> well, it sounds right. And it, it again, reminds me of previous games. Remember we talked about EverQuest too and the crafting systems. I mean, when you would critically fail and you would take damage <laughs> yes, from a critical yes. failure, I, right? I'll admit that is so exactly it, what I thought of as well. And it's like you're fighting the node, you know, you're, you're, you're in combat because it can do the same things to you that mobs can do, you know, maybe, <laughs> but I'm not sure maybe. that uh, you can have critical failures when you're harvesting in, in Pantheon. That's not what I'm saying, but maybe, I mean, that could you imagine <laughs> like a dispositions on nodes? In the head. <laughs> it's an extra, an extra porous piece of tin. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, okay. We're, yeah, we're getting a <laughs> like, little, little crazy. That, that wasn't necessarily said, but just, you yeah. know, keep an eye on this one. Uh, it might develop into something interesting. Agreed. The next one is implement implemented dedicated equipment slots for gathering tools and support for auto swapping between weapons and tools based on combat slash gathering states. Uh, you know, I just want to say this is excellent. This is excellent because, and it seems like such an obvious thing, but like, to me, this should be a no-brainer. Right? <laughs> well, so like, I, I didn't want to make a big deal of this, but uh, but I'm going to make a big deal of this because I, I I know there's still a lot of folks out there that are, for some reason, um, huge advocates of having to unequip your weapon to equip a tool, maybe oh because they're permanently attached to a, a another game from many years ago. But <laughs> but this is one of those like little quality of life things that is just super obvious to me and i'm really glad they got to it so soon um like yeah it, it, like i can't even can't even begin to relate to somebody who thinks that like it's it's like really helpful it's it's a good game experience immersion, to have to open your inventory immersion. Uh, not immersion not immersion if i have like my tool belt on and i've got a sword in one side and a hammer on the other i just grab one you know like it just automatic like i just i don't have to take the hammer out to put the sword away and then put the hammer in like it's ridiculous <laughs> like who does that anyway next point began development of categorized pages in the ability codex to support navigation between combat and gathering abilities be honest it's just good to hear the word ability codex uh, uh, yeah for yeah. once we haven't haven't heard that in a while right, right? and and i don't want to i i don't expect this to be like a whole bunch of ui work but you know they're probably needing some functionality uh, that because it sounds like they're they're pushing into crafting gathering a little bit, uh, so. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, like they're we're kind of getting teased with this whole gathering abilities thing, and I'm just really curious what Nafel has in mind for this. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but kind of hoping this parting the veil. I know we haven't gotten to the calendar yet, but uh, this parting the veil <laughs> live that's coming up. I am really hoping that they get Nafel on there. No offense to Joppa. That would be but, amazing. I mean, we're kind of diving into some crafting and gathering. It'd be nice to know what their thoughts are on it. You know, the goals and it's perfect, mm -hmm. right? I'm just saying. Yeah, it's it's just been a long time since we've heard from Nafel at all and uh, or like, you know, seen him on a, on a dev stream. And uh, 
he would be great to get an update on this because this is definitely his baby. So basically, it was summarized by VR in the newsletter as this, and I'm going to quote, says, Our gathering system has been receiving some long-awaited attention, bringing things closer to a planned alpha state while we prepare to reopen Avendeer's Pass for exploration. So um, interesting that they sort of lump those things together there. So gathering in some form is, you know, like that's it's now a part of the roadmap to alpha. It, you know, things kind of things kind of come onto the roadmap to alpha, and then they kind of sometimes I, actually. They, I'm, they I'm going to correct priority. this. I'm going to correct this. So they said bringing things closer to a planned alpha state, as in, mm-hmm. I believe what they're uh, expressing here is the gathering to an alpha state um so not saying it's yeah. going to be not saying gathering in its in its uh, more complete form is going to be a part of alpha saying that exactly al- ga- gathering as a system will be in a state worthy of alpha yeah, exactly however say. i mean gotcha. if, if we had to wager a guess i mean i am pretty sure we're going to have some form of gathering in the alpha yeah. like come on yeah, of course, right? I mean, of course, if they're going to make it, if they're going to talk about it in this newsletter, I think that we should definitely be expecting that. Um, the other thing that is curious about that quote is, you know, opening Avengers Pass again. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be so great to see what that looks like now because we haven't seen Avengers Pass since the HDRP conversion, really. Um, they've talked about new points of interest in Avengers Pass, you know. Yeah. Um, any, you know, what is el- anything else there that, you know, sort of triggers your imagination there does? Well, yeah, I, I think to the fly-through video, um, which wasn't the, the HDRP, I can't remember if it was part two. I think it was after that, though. It was like additional footage that wasn't thrown fast. And um, I, I expect a few things uh, as we kind of jump back in there. To, I don't know when they're going to open Avendeer's Pass again, but uh, I would expect just like Throne Fast, because they've expressed that Throne Fast is so much larger um, now, just because the mountains are no longer a barrier, we're, you know, since we're not zoned. Um, and so all of that is gameplay area now. And I expect the same thing from Avengers Pass, uh, which does open up, right. like you said, new points of interest are, I would say, all but guaranteed. Um, I do wonder, uh, because Halnir's Cave is in Avengers Pass. It's, um, right, right. Does that mean there's going to be that progression back into Halnir Cave again? Um, not to mention, you know, Hangor, uh, as well, um, mm-hmm. that we've seen and, and perhaps see a tidbit of, uh, or a sign of in the, uh, the little featured sneak peek screenshot. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see some gathering progression too, just because, you know, it's technically a more dangerous area. I'm also, you know, kind of lumping in some stuff from, one of the later parts of the newsletter, but yeah. it seems like yeah. there's supposed to be some progression of harvestables uh, in a way. But. Yeah, it would be nice. It would be nice to see that those things implemented in, at the same, you know, in the same sort of ex, not expansion, but next phase of development, right? Where we can kind of go into this new area and start to really dig into some of the new systems that are in place in that new environment. Yeah, a lot of cracks um, will, will start to show you know, when you start going instead of, you know, level one to let's say 10 to like level one to 20 plus, right. Uh, the game is going to have all sorts of different, you know, sides to it when you get that level of progression. Cause that's like, that's a decent chunk of the game, right? That's 
Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, if it's a level 50 cap, I mean, you're getting close to half, right? Um, so the, the sort of summary quote, they said, gathering ability loadouts are being developed as well, which will service both crafting and adventuring spears. So this is sort of what we're oh, talking yeah, about yeah. with, you know, using the ability of loadouts at all would be a nice addition. You know, if those existed in the game would be a great addition. Although, you know, it's, it's not something really, it's not something without gathering being a part of this ability loadouts isn't something you need until later levels because you just don't have that competition for space. Well, that also kind of leads into, you know, if they're working on it, well, I shouldn't completely correlate this, but if they're working on it, you'd assume that they expect people to use it and, uh, level one to 20, I'm, thinking you know we'll probably have more skills than can fit on a bar at that point yeah this isn't this isn't another great game that is currently uh having a free weekend uh that that you don't even fill up your bar uh but anyway um (laughs) level 16 and i've got room to spare (laughs) exactly uh but i i kind of expect it to be a little bit different so that we can utilize um ability loadouts but also ability loadouts for gathering like they just mm-hmm. keep teasing these abilities. <laughs> it just gives you a it just gives you a reasonable expectation as to how big the gathering and crafting system is going to be. At least gathering. I mean, it's it's if it needs a, a loadout ability loadout of its own, um, it tells you that it's going to be quite yes, uh, it's in-depth. its own gameplay sphere to use a familiar yeah. term. <laughs> Yeah, and to go back to what you said earlier, again, I love the group-centric theme of it, right? So group you have a group and one person's got their, got their you know, extra uh, ore loadout on. One person has their extra wood you know, loadout on. Yeah, sort of who mean, you know knows what, what about? they'll like, do? Like, uh, that's, the, that's why this is so crazy to me is that, you know, we have, what, three teases in the newsletter so far about uh, uh, mm-hmm. gathering abilities. We don't know anything about them. <laughs> Literally nothing. Yeah. So... That's why I'm crossing my fingers for Nafel this month um, to uh, maybe open, maybe to part the veil a bit, so to speak. Um, (laughs) I don't know. It's I'm not going to be like super disappointed if he's not on there, but I'll I'll be a little disappointed just because this this is too much teasing to leave us hanging. I'll be more disappointed now than I was five minutes ago since we started talking. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) you've got me hyped up for it now. So let's let's move on to talk about the zones that were updated. They said several updates to the art and layout of the giant ruins in Wild's End. We've seen the giant ruins before. A little bit, yeah. Um, so it's not, it's not, uh, but we haven't seen it in a while. Um, looking forward to seeing what they're working on there. Uh, right? yeah, it is very interesting that they're um, they're doing some work in Wild, Wild's End again after, you know, mm-hmm. they even said that they're setting it aside to focus on Thronefast and Avenir's Pass. Um, and then recently mentioned that, you know, they're kind of sound like they're treating Silent Plains Moving as the on. next thing on the agenda so mm-hmm. i don't know it's just a little curious I, like i wonder if like and this again we're, we're getting off track a little bit but i kind of wonder if maybe they got someone new on the team and maybe tasked them with some wilds and touch up as kind of part of you know onboarding and yeah. like uh something to get them familiarized and you know that, that players wouldn't necessarily see right away um yeah that's a possibility i i you know to me i think that sometimes it's a matter of you know, let people work on what they feel like working on at that time. You know, like if somebody says, oh, I had a really yeah, good idea like for Galdasi Ruins. Right. When you're inspired, they they sort of let people go with that is my guess, um, is another possibility for how this sometimes goes. Because I think that's actually smart. If somebody's feeling it, you want them to 
you know, you want them to put their their heart and soul into it. Um, so you can maybe say, yeah, go work on Galdasi Ruins for a while and, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll yeah. touch base later. I mean, time. I don't know. Pr- production team might, I don't know. might have something else to say about that. But. I mean, that's that's like speaking from a non-managerial standpoint. It's probably not the best <laughs> managerial strategy. to maybe, maybe it would work, but uh, yeah. And again, that is complete um, speculation, by the way. Like, I don't yeah. have any, like, indication or inside info that they got someone new is just total guess but. right but they did say that silent planes was going to be their they focus did. so so the point is well taken you know you gotta wonder yeah um so a bunch of new points here and and i want to remind everyone or refer people back to the screenshot that attached the newsletter this month because you know if you're looking at that screenshot it's you can sort of see a lot of what they're going to say here so here's all the points that were Further on the roadmap with regard to zone updates, they said the first pass of the snow biome in Avendir's Pass has been completed. Uh, finalization of point of interest development in Avendir's Pass to support upcoming testing objectives with a specific focus. This was mentioned last time in the newsletter, but these specific items are now listed and they are Hangor, various ice structures, snow and ice covered rocks, icicles, <laughs> large ice formation, the addition of an orc seer dwelling type, Mad Run. An update to dungeon layout, replaced gray box art, completion of all ground cover floor for Thronefast biome and surrounding areas, began work on the Elkhorn tree with variants for Thronefast biome and surrounding areas, and lastly implemented new assets to form the entrance to Avelia in Thronefast. So that's a lot of stuff. And I really love this screenshot. I usually like some of these newsletter screenshots are kind of like they, we've seen it before, but this is very new like i look at the the texturing on the rocks with the green grass and or the the moss texture i guess and then it looks like the lake sort of going into the snow covered area and the snow on the background mountain there is really nice i really really like that shot what about you what do you what do you have uh what do you have for that well uh i i'm actually a little on the fence here uh really yeah the the cliffs kind of they feel too much like the same cliffs with a bit of decoration it <laughs> really yeah i i know it's a first pass so i'm trying not to, i don't want to be like super critical or anything like but to me it it's i'd have to see more of it i think um to really make a judgment call it doesn't but to me hmm. it doesn't seem to really like flow naturally i i like it looks like mossy really? cliffs right next to snow which i don't know it, it I, th- I think i just need to wait until they're a little further along before i'm really excited <laughs> I'm, I'm curious as to what about the mossy cliffs next to snow is it like a na- like that wouldn't actually happen in nature or is it like not a usually aesthetic thing uh, it, uh, not you know? like that because that's that's kind of you know the the dark green moss that would be like in a moist like humid area i guess um and Hmm. usually you're more just kind of cold and it doesn't survive and this is you know in real world so it's kind of whatever but to me it's just a little jarring um so Hmm. especially because we're talking about the transitions between places like yeah I, i thought that this perfectly showed that i think because we talked about that last week transitioning from from one area to the next and i i really like I think the screenshot does a really nice job of showing that. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sorry, but uh, I, I just <laughs> no, maybe, maybe they'll no, have another fine. screenshot next month uh, where they've you know worked on it a little bit more, 
or that it shows a little bit more um, that makes it flow mm. better uh, to me. But but right now, yeah, I'm, I'm not quite as super hyped Fair about enough. it. You're you're entitled to that opinion, however wrong it may be. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, the next one is talking about player models, um, and the, this is the piece that was updated. Um, it's, it's actually some of the same text on the actual roadmap, but the intro, intro in the producer's letter gives us a little more deal, a little more detail, I should say. Uh, it says, "Quote: Our revised human and darkmer models are serving as a test bed to develop our hair solution and new armor sets, inspired by our racial concept art and built within our revised armor fitting pipeline, which are nearing completion." <laughs> so let's let's break this into two pieces. The first part, the hair solution. I mean, I just like I just like the phrase "hair solution" being in the in the newsletter. Maybe they're like, maybe this was Ronick when he wrote this part because it's his hair product. <laughs> Remember Magic Move? Remember on the stream when he talked about his glorious hair product <laughs> oh poor ronick and his <laughs> magic move man oh magic move but yeah the, this <laughs> is something that, that probably could use a little bit more clarity um you know like if, if i had to interpret it, it kind of sounds like they're maybe not wanting to uh, get the new human and darkmer playable until you know last few bits are finished up and and one of those bits is the system that allows for hair um, or or other bits which they've teased right Dark Mer, maybe not. Yeah, yeah we'll see. Yeah, um, but yeah, who, who knows? Maybe, maybe it means uh, I, again, just to get on the other side of of things after I, I've had a, a bit of, I guess, semi negativity. Um, but uh, you know, maybe maybe this means that uh, when the models are in, we have some bit of customization, or you know, just maybe a few different hairstyles and stuff like that, uh, which seems super minor. But I mean, it, it would be it would be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, the second part of that quote that we should talk about is the, uh, uh, quote that says new armor sets inspired by our racial concept art built within our revised armor fitting pipeline. So just to note last month's roadmap said they completed various armor sets and this month it says they're continuing to work on new armor sets, utilizing revised armor fitting guidelines, uh, compatible with new character models. So, you know, when it says that they were inspired by the racial concept art, I made me go and look at look at the website, right? Look at the official website, look at the races page. And I put in our notes here, you know, the Archai concept art and the, the elf concept art, just because, you know, you're an Archai and I'm an elf. Yeah, so I figured yeah. we could, we could, we could look at things that we might be eventually wearing one day. But if you look at like the Archai's, you know, armor there, it's like very, it's very minimalistic. It's very loose and, and flowy. And the ranger or the, the ranger, the elf armor <laughs> is much more, you know, traditional leathers and um, at least the ember elf is, which is sort of where I would be going with this. So I guess, you know, they're, they're looking at these concept art pieces saying, you know, we need to be doing armor sets and, and making armor sets that are in line with these. Um, so, uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting, yeah, you know, when cool. they, when they pointed out that and gives us a point of reference to go and look at, to see what they're up to. Um, and then in terms of, um, it wasn't on the roadmap for some reason, but I feel like it does fit into this category here. So I'm going to highlight it in the introduction. They said, uh, quote, visual development efforts continue with additional building styles coming online in the village of Avelia. So, you know, we talked about for another shows, the new, you know, the modular housing uh, system that they have, so they can, they can use one thing and just sort of, you know, plop it around and do different things with it. Um, it reminds me of Vanguard. We've already mentioned Vanguard once. Let's talk about it again. Remember the three distinct housing styles based on the continent or the, the yeah. culture, I guess. 
maybe is a better way of saying it. There was the Thestrian yeah. style, the Ko- Kojani style, whatever. And, and uh, that is kind of what it broke down to a little bit. Um, the armor also did uh, Thestrian, Kojani, and uh, Kaylee yes, as well. that's right. Um, Kaylee, I couldn't remember the third one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one I always think of because like a lot of the houses in Kaylee look, look very similar. Um, but right. uh, I, I think this setup, though, is a lot more modular than that. Mm-hmm. Um, because literally, like in Vanguard, I, they just like copy pasted like whole structures, right? Um, this sure. isn't whole sure. structures. This is uh, parts of, of a structure that can be assembled quickly to make a unique structure um, within the same style that it's intended. So a little bit different. And I think it'll mm-hmm. not be as samey <laughs> but I, I also <laughs> like that it's per culture um or, or like location even uh instead of like just a continent because if we like seriously if we just had you know one style for each continent that would be right you don't want right that. so i mean we're, we're not even down to one per race either like this is what avalia yeah. looks like and mm-hmm. um potentially you know other stuff that's supposed to be like Avalia, but it's not even all human things. So I think we're fine. Right. Right. And then maybe we're reading too much into it, or maybe I'm reading too much into it when they said it's coming online. (laughs) PA testing. Does that mean it's going to be in the testing? Probably not. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I don't know if that phrase was kind of meant to mean anything. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see soon enough. We will see. If you're going to say coming in, coming online in a MMORPG development <laughs> arena, yeah. you better, you know, you know, it's going to come with some expectations, but perhaps not. Um, in the animations department, here's what was updated. They said they've completed additional animations and polish for shield combat states and blocking and initiated animation revisions for two-handed blades and death. <laughs> Isn't that just a funny <laughs> sentence? Like two-handed blades yeah, and death. A, and death. Two, like... It's, it makes it sound like the death caused exactly. by a two-handed blade. It's, it's just, uh, I laughed at that too when I read through it. I'm like, okay, you just put those two things together. All right. I- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. I like, we really needed more death animation, apparently. Like it's, uh, that, that you know, death is going to be so prevalent that they need to really get that death animation down and nail it because hey, it'll get I, I think, if it's yeah, not right. Yeah, just splatting on, on your face, you, you know, it's... It, <laughs> It, it could be better. It could be better. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm fine. I'm fine with a high-end death animation. I mean, if you like just sort of melt into a puddle or maybe you like explode, I don't know. Wow. Maybe okay. not. No. <laughs> not not high fantasy. Not high fantasy. Um, so let's move on and look at the, the calendar for February that was released alongside the newsletter. Uh, we'll uh, look at the content menu that's for the month to come. So coming up on February 2nd, it's the VIP only Bring Out Your Devs. And we are talking this month to J.N. Gerhardt, their lead writer. So a lore stream, that'll be uh, that'll be a good one. February 9th is the next developer live stream, which is a roundup uh, of the new developments in the art department. So we should see lots of uh, interesting pieces, maybe from Jared, which we're going to see actually we're going to talk about yes. in a minute as part of the newsletter. Um, maybe more, maybe from some of the new artists as well. As you referred to, does Parting the Veil is on February 16th this month. It says the team talks design document level systems and features, which is interesting. So totally maybe not generic. About gathering. I mean, that, that's literally yeah, just generic. describing generic. the show. Like that—that that is what the show is. It's just yeah. design doc level talks 
That's literally yeah, all it is every single time. So there's nothing specific about this, which <laughs> leaves it wide open for anything, I think. Yeah. Although the screenshot attached to the calendar, it's a fellow sitting in front of a fireplace, it maybe maybe may looking at something. some sort of cooking, yeah. maybe some sort of kiln. It it do, it did kind of remind me of the the stove or uh, melting thing yes. that we saw in Fortress de Vier. Yes, it looks very much like that. It does. You're right. I like the uh, armor on the guy too. Look at the helmet. There's like oh, you had to bring it up. Okay, all right. I did. So I did. here I, I go. I just again. noticed it now. I didn't even see it before. <laughs> oh uh, gosh, what so do you got? What do you got? If you look at like kind of how the armor fits the character um, with the pose mm-hmm. that they're in, it totally stretches and it makes me uh, a little bit um, because I kind of thought that a lot of the new you know, model and, and, uh, and skinning and everything it was supposed to help armor sit a little bit more naturally and not do that. So, huh. yeah, I don't see it. I, I really don't see it to be honest with you. I don't like, I can see on the back is a little bit misshapen perhaps. Yeah. Other than that, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, but it's just my eye, you know, you have a much more finely tuned eye it's, for this kind of fine. thing. Perhaps. I, I, you know, you might not even, I, I won't care too much like in game, but it is one of those things where it's like, we were just talking about that. So it's just weird that they would <laughs> feature a screenshot where it, in my opinion, is like kind of obvious. Um, I, gosh, I feel so bad. Like I, <laughs> I love, I love the artist well, for Pantheon and it just, I, I notice things, I guess. I, and it doesn't bother me that much, but I can't help since, since you said it looks so good. I'm, <laughs> but i mean the the engraving on the helmet looks pretty cool yeah like know? the 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 textures and everything I'm, I'm i'm a fan of and i think it looks natural yeah. in in that side it's just you know yeah i hear you you're, you're that's hey man perception that's a thing your uh your perception is very high level so i'm not gonna discount that uh let's let's talk about the uh, feature piece in the newsletter it gave us a really good look at some new concept art and uh, you know interestingly enough the first time ever we saw how they're envisioning that big area of King's Reach to the west of Thronefast and to the east of Fairthal, known as the Rhones. We've never seen this before. I'm super excited, right? And and to dig into the notes on this artwork, there's so much of it as well. And um, some of the other pieces are, are very much uh, worthy of a closer look. Now, for the sake of time and the show, we'd be here for another two hours if we went into every single piece. I just want to focus on the ones showing the Rhones here. Because there's a couple themes that I noticed and a couple interesting pieces. Um, and I don't know how closely you've looked at these, Des, but uh, the Azure Azure Glaze, well, like we were just talking about your perception. I'm assuming you've seen this. Um, it appears to be like this Azure Glaze appears to be some sort of like a mineral resource. It, it looks like, and they said it's abundant in the, in the mountains at lower attitudes. It also says harvesting it yields a living cobalt derived from cosmic microbes hailing from the heavens. <laughs> it's funny, when I read these notes... I, do you not hear Jared's voice? Absolutely. You know, that's, that's part of why it, it's so fun. Yeah. And furthermore, it says it's a rich source of mana uh, that, can, that can be woven into fabric, making garments as mystic and enduring as the Rones themselves. So another good example of nice resources being available in difficult climates where your acclimation is going to come into effect. So I like that. Also, you know, Cosmic microbes. <laughs> I mean, yikes. Better bring a cleric. You know, it made me think saying. of the expanse. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I, yeah, I see. Blue. I didn't. I didn't watch like, it long it's, enough. It's so I, funny. Yeah. 
I wonder if JN has I some wonder. influence because I know he's a fan of The Expanse, yeah, yeah. right? Like he's talked about that. Maybe. Hmm. Interesting. The next one, the similar thing is that uh, a plant called the Celestial Flame Briar. It says it's a rare botanical at the highest peaks, and it's also another source of gatherable materials. Uh, it says, quote, Briarwood, when still infused with its celestial mana, sorry, Briarwood, when still infused with its celestial mana rich in dwelling. I think that might be a spelling mistake on the thing. Anyway, it says, it says marvelous resurrective, which, uh, I don't think that's a word, <laughs> and restorative powers. <laughs> but it's you know what's cool to note about this as well is that it's impossible to harvest the timber without losing the blessings that it carries unless clerical blessing and cleansing is undertaken first this is all from the notes (laughs) yeah again bring a healer because if you want to harvest this resource you got to do some prep work it sounds like Uh, i love this stuff man tying in with the combat Um, system you know maybe maybe there's something there Uh, yes Maybe the celestial flame briar like attacks you or something. I don't know. Um, but uh, it also talks about a narrow mountain pass leading up to the Rhones. And there's like a lore connection there. Because if you read the lore, he talks about the white gate and there being a narrow path leading to this elven outpost um, in the lore. Um, so just nice to see all these world expanding details. And I always dig Jared's insane attention to detail on these ones. Dude. right? Like just so detail oriented. Yeah, I, I would. Okay, I, I'm gonna gush a little bit here. Just, just afford me this. Um, <laughs> I, I know, I know, we're trying to be fast, but I, I kind of can't help but dote a bit on uh, on how much love and care goes into these reference concept pieces. Like, I, you only mentioned the cool looking rocks and crazy celestial flame bush, <laughs> but <laughs> flame bush. <laughs> it's literally a burning bush. You can't, you can't change my mind. It um, is, but. The the truth is literally everything in these pieces, like not just the exotic noteworthy things, has a description, has meaning, and has purpose attached to it. There's just nothing done carelessly here. And uh Jared's kind of insane passion just infiltrates his work so much. It just it, it fills me with wonder and just a desire to be in the world that exists, you know, in, in Jared and Jayan's <laughs> so mind. Much. Right. Um, mm-hmm, and, and not to mention, you know, all the suggestions of gameplay use for the different plants and stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, like I go back to those videos when they did the giant ruins, it's funny because we mentioned that earlier. That's when we last heard from Jared, I think. And he was talking about all the yep, little yep, notations all little about bits. the giant ruins. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I, you know, I'd love if they, they did their next dev stream, you know, another thing similar to that, where they sort of like go through these concept art pieces. And that's kind of one thing is the concept art's a tough thing because this kind of concept art is incredible. I love it. Right. Um, but I'm really glad later on in the, um, in the newsletter, they kind of mentioned that we're going to be seeing more raw gameplay um, like footage which I think is absolutely necessary because we can't just have concept art, right? Even if it's really good. Right. right. Um, but yep. yeah, even though I know this is just concept art, it it, it means something. It, it's it's this perfect example of what sets Pantheon apart, you know, that kind of loving craft of a world with purpose and meaning in every detail. Um, I mean, you could you could literally put together a, a botanist's guide with everything in just the concept <laughs> pieces that we've that are in the newsletter um 
like I actually wrote all of the, the ones that I just quickly caught down. There's 24 unique pieces of flora, um, not counting the variants of the, the that they kind of noted in there. And mm-hmm. they each have like, you know, their own little like blurb and, and all this detail. And it's like where, where, where other studios would just kind of like stop at that, you know, Hey, make a cool looking flower. And then just kind of throw, you know, <laughs> just throw it wherever it looks good. Yep. Right. Yep. Like VR, yep. they tie each piece to the world, like in a, in a tangible way. Like a lot of the plants, you know, naming or like kind of aesthetic kind of matches something with the lore or the area. It, it dude, it's, <laughs> it's I like, there's my bit of fanboying for the week, you know? Um, but yeah. this is the stuff that like means a lot to me because again, it's, it's concept art. I know, but not everyone does concept art this way. And I just hope that it translates to in game in some capacity. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was like, I love it as much as you do. And I just, I'm, it always makes me a little nervous that it, it never makes its way into the game. Like some of these are just, you know, whimsy and, and whimsical dreamings that never get made their way into the that's game. That's the fear. Yeah. Um, it, that's the fear, right? It's like, it, it sets the, your imagination so high and then, uh, you worry about that, but you know, we, we're optimists and we want to, we want to keep our minds uh, open to this will make its way into the game. And that's why and, we love and it And I so would much. say when it does make its way into the game, please, you know, content creation team show us and then put it next to the concept art, you know, like <laughs> just make a big yeah. deal about it. Like it, it, that yeah. means so much to the community and people that have been following for a long time, just that it goes from this step to this step and matches to some degree you know like i i really yeah. want that i do too um speaking of lore and writing we got uh, the eridola lore that was talked about, or we heard in the vr dev live stream from the past month we got it in written form in the newsletter which we were told yeah. we would i was very much looking forward to this and i'm going to uh, pour over it and spend some time with it for sure um you know, and uh, we also got the uh, community spotlight feature on Sir Medieval this yeah. month. So no surprise there. He's been making a lot of Pantheon content and one of the bigger content creators that has spent um, considerable effort on Pantheon content. So <laughs> I was laughing when I was reading his piece because much like his video titles, he used every word he could in his answers. <laughs> <laughs> They're, they are lengthy <laughs> and long and informative, um, but you can't, you know, that's the way to go. That's the way to do it. You only get one chance to to do this so make the most of it yeah but if you want to know more about his background and his interests in pantheon be sure to uh, go and check that out right yeah I, I mean, unfortunately like i had no time to to read it and it was it's so long like <laughs> I, like i'm guessing it was a great interview but but uh you know jared kind of took up all my mental space there so no, i take it. <laughs> sorry love lo- love sir no, medieval I, love sir medieval i'll read it eventually just yeah 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 i think that's how we do these newsletters usually there's one piece you've read in the week and one piece i haven't read and then there's one piece i've read that you haven't read we sort of go back and forth on that so as long as one of us is reading yeah, it that's go. all that matters yeah um lastly before we uh, end the news here i want to give a shout out to the winner of vr's uh, pre-alpha access giveaway that was the one they were doing through gleam.io 
So congratulations to Micah Shalom Kesselman, uh, the uh, winner of the uh, that sort of pre-alpha pass for this uh, session that's starting this yeah. weekend. Uh, Congrats. Yeah. Excited. So hopefully uh, they have a great experience in the test and uh, hopefully it's also not the last time they do this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Really, really not. Successful. <laughs> so that's the VR news. Let's quickly look at the Pantheon plus news for this week coming up January 30th through to February 5th. Uh, the calendar is not uh, extensive this week. We've got our usuals and that's Monday night Drac and the Pantheon plus after dark crew playing still dark age of Camelot on the Eden server playing their Hibernia tunes and having a lot of fun with that. I know that there's a lot of back and forth with the uh, gameplay there and there. A lot of people have actually gotten sucked into playing with them too. So uh, if you're into that game, if you've uh, had an inkling to play it, it's they're still going strong. So uh, a good time to jump in if you're into it. That's midnight Eastern on our Twitch channel. Of course, Tuesday and Thursday, we've got our MMO 101 and 201 streams, 9 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday on Twitch and Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern on our YouTube channel. And I want to do a quick uh, apologize for the apology for the technical issues that we oh. had with this week's 201 stream. It was so annoying. I was so excited for it because I I beefed it up. There was all bells and whistles and it was going to be fancy and fun. And it just was 15 minutes it, of it frustration. It was fancy and, and then, fun. I, and I, I totally get, <laughs> yeah, it, it happens. It happens. But I I love, yeah. I, I mean, I've said this a few times, I guess, but like I, I love the whole setup. Yeah, like it's it's so yeah. it's so aesthetic. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, it was it was just disappointment on my part because I knew like I what it you. was supposed to look like and it just didn't happen that way. But we still had fun. We still had a good time and we were just talking in our group chat today about how much fun we had and speaking about like our classes and the loot we got and what we want to do next time. Anyway, we're having a blast with it. 7 p.m. Eastern on Thursday next week. Come hang out with us. And uh, that is it for this week's News and Notes. The Pantheon community is full of cool projects, new people, and things that are just worth sharing. Hmm? What's this over here? <gasps> Look at that. So let's see what we can find in this week's Community Spotlight. All right, and to make it snappy here, um, again, a pretty light week for Pantheon content. Uh, it's uh, surprisingly, <laughs> but um, may as well. Let's start with uh, something that happened kind of end of last week. But um, Basgrim TV uh, on his uh, live stream went over the parting the veil live, which, you know, the the reason I put this here, because it's kind of like a reaction, right? But Baz adds so much context and extra stuff that like it really is worth watching. So um, that that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Well, it's we, we criticize people for reacting all the time without a knowledge base to do so from. Baz is exactly You're the right, opposite. Exactly. He's he's reacting from a place of utter and complete knowledge when it comes to this game's development. <laughs> so it's, it's worth yeah, a watch. Totally. Um, and then uh, speaking of Sir Medieval, um, he had a video up called What's Next for Pantheon Rise of the Fallen, MMORPG in 2023. One of his more, I guess, shortened titles. Um but <laughs> just kidding. He was all he was all exhausted from the community spotlight. He had nothing left to give. Um, but this is actually his uh, <laughs> recap of the January Dev live stream. Um, so, you know, it's been a few weeks. But if you want to get recapped again on all that, feel free to check out his video. And uh, just as a kind of little tiny thing, but uh, going forward, I think I'm going to kind of pass on content that just like mentions Pantheon, like. Um, 
you know, we had a lot this right. last week of like upcoming lists of MMORPGs and stuff like that. And I guess I, I just want to make sure that I'm bringing you guys stuff that has like a certain amount of value and effort, um, <laughs> you know, into it. And uh, mm-hmm. not to disparage any creators that do those lists and stuff, but um, since it's always usually just like a quick mention of like the basics, it, nothing that really, uh, you know, so, and sometimes it's not even right, you know? So like, <laughs> I, I feel like, it, you know, if, if, uh, if I'm going to put something in this section, it should at least be a, a significant chunk um, about Pantheon. So I'll try to do better with that uh, in the future. And uh, feel free to leave me feedback um, if you have ideas of how this section should should go and what you want to see highlighted. Um, if I highlight too much, too little, et cetera, et cetera. But um, yeah, I think that's going to be it for this week's brief community spotlight. And now story time from our fans of fiction. All right, this week, uh, we are excited to bring you a new fan fiction story. Uh, This one is a little bit more akin to the signature character tales that we've seen from VR because it's it's written in the first person. It's called Tyrion Grovefinder, and it's authored by Fate, who you actually may have met this week when they debuted on the 201 show on Thursday night playing Lotro with us. Uh, So uh, we pick up the tale... Uh, with Tyrion. And again, this is chapter one. So Tyrion is a halfling and following up on a, on a tip that sh- or a, a tale, I guess she's heard, uh, but uh, ends up discovering something altogether unexpected from what they uh, were looking for. So again, please enjoy part one of chapter one of Tyrion Grovefinder, an excellent piece of fan fiction by fate. Tyrion Grovefinder by fate. Chapter one. Iron and blood. There's going to be something good inside of here, I'm certain. Even if I don't find anything, this grove will make an exceptional hiding place for my own future acquisitions. I approach the tall and thick trees with my eyes wide. Evening is approaching, but here in my homeland of Wild's End, this is the perfect time to hunt for treasure. I found the grove earlier this morning while looking into a different matter about a cave and some wraiths that turned out to be a sore bear in a hollow. Serene, and her tail's taller than an ogre. Well, at least I saw some new places, like this one which caught my eye when I ran by, with an angry bear trying to catch a halfling snack. Turns out, grizzly bears aren't nearly as soft and fluffy as they look. They also don't like being prodded and kneaded while they're trying to sleep. Well, the bear had their fun, now I can have mine. Discovering a new hiding place is exactly what I needed to relieve the perpetual boredom. Bonus points if I can catch a rabbit or two so that Terran won't scold me for leaving again without saying anything. Again. Why does he care if I'm there or not anyway? I always get my work done. Frequently on time as well. Old growth trees and a tangled mess of underbrush create an impassable wall of green and a tantalizing darkness beyond. I wanted to see inside before. Now I need to see what lies beyond. I could climb a tree or cut through the brush, but that would leave obvious signs of my passage, something I never do. Instead, I need to find a natural opening in the brush, or one made by a previous patron of the grove. I meld into the long shadows of evening and begin my circuit, ears sharp and eyes open. Careful steps that leave no prints take me around the verdant wall. Waxy leaves and reaching branches block my way, but my luck holds out and I spot a small opening between two close-together trunks. My breath catches in my throat. I wanted to rush forward into the muggy darkness, 
but caution overrides my curiosity, and I spot scuffs on the bark of both trees. Many sets of footprints lead up to the opening. They're very fresh, less than an hour old. Most of them are indistinct, made by a light step, but two stand out. The marks are as faint as the rest, except for two sets of grooves made by protrusions from the sole. I recognize them as hooks meant for soft paths to sneak around inside cities and quiet hallways. All of the footprints are large, humans and elves for certain, possibly a dwarf as well. City folk, tree humpers, and a stone chewer? Sounds to me like the start of a lewd joke. As I'm contemplating how the joke would go, and whether I want to sneak into the very much occupied grove, I do, a slim elven woman slips out behind the trunks in a single graceful motion. I don't remember ever being envious of other women, but her practiced poise makes me feel all the more like the silversmith's daughter that I am. Our eyes meet at the same instant. Since I was distracted, I didn't have a chance to duck out of sight, but I also didn't expect her to pierce right through the darkness I've gathered around me. The elf stands up, looking just as surprised as me, but doing a better job of keeping a straight face. She also does not look happy, and places a hand on a long dagger. Oh, that dagger looks like a beautiful piece of work. Is that platinum worked into the hilt? And a silver pommel? I wonder if I can get her to show the whole thing to me without also getting stabbed in the process. Her outfit looks like one of a professional sneakabout. Her clothes are snug but comfortable, layered with thick leather pads tied down with metal rings, painted black to not catch the light. She wears long, soft boots with a sturdy but flexible sole. Those would be great for stealth in almost any environment. A hood hangs down her back and isn't attached to her clothing. It would break away if pulled on. And that is the lore you know, and that is the show. So, Des, I'm amazed. Look at the time here. 48 minutes. We are. Uh, oh, man. Look at the time. There's never time. But uh, yeah, we, we're, we're moving quick today. Just like you said, you, you predicted at the beginning. Yeah. So, I don't job. know if this is going to be the shortest one we've done, but uh, hopefully, you know, it might be close. <laughs> it's, I, I, like, I it hope it was close. still, you know, good quality uh, for everyone. I definitely don't want to uh, dupe you guys just because uh, I'm in a hurry. <laughs> but uh, You know what? They're here for your sexy voice and you could say anything. That would be, that'd be <laughs> back, all. That would back be at you. Back at you there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Um, so yeah, that, but it, no matter how fast or long or short the show was, it's another week off the calendar before we are all in terminus and uh, we are one step closer. I've got a week off of work coming up in February. So I'm looking forward to, I know I haven't done a lore video in quite a while and I'm, I'm sort of overdue for one. So I'm really looking forward to using that nice. time to get the, a lore nice. video done. Yeah. So thinking about that right now. So as always, thank you, Desiree, for your hard work and your uh, companionship on the show here. I really, really appreciate it. And I want to say have a great week to everyone and we will see you next time. See you next time, everybody. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Pantheon Plus Rewind. Pantheon Plus is not affiliated with Visionary Realms. Be sure to check out our Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube channels under the name Pantheon Plus. You can follow Theric at Pantheon Theric on Twitter, and Desrin at Desrin Does also on Twitter. And you can stay up to date with all things Pantheon at www.pantheon.plus. Until next time, cheers, and thanks for listening.